When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hi, beautiful humans. Welcome to episode 47. <gasps> so close to 50. 47 of Groversation. How's everybody been? It's been a slow, low week. New moon has begun. The cycle begins again, as it always does. And yeah, the world feels quiet. Ramping up, hopefully, for a eventful summer. God, I can't wait. I'm so fucking excited. Spring is beginning to spring. I cleaned my garden, everybody. Oh, it looks so lush now. And I can go outside without having to put a scarf on. Ooh. Good old England. Oh, yes. I'm sure it's a different where you are in the world, but uh, wherever you may be, I hope you're enjoying the weather. I hope it's not too rainy. It's such a British thing to do, isn't it? Talk about the fucking weather. <laughs> this week's episode is another monologue. And yes, it is Monday nights, friends. I do touch on this again in the episode, but uh, Croversation will now be a Monday night release ready for you in your working week i know podcasts are the the best thing on when you're traveling so uh there you go i'm sure you travel a lot if you don't try and get outside if you can oh it's getting good out there it's good weather it's coming through here we are we're talking about the weather once again fuck me <laughs> uh quite a long episode this week friends i have a lot to say on the topic of Living with ADHD. I myself am a neurospicy neurodivergent with ADHD and a handful of other things too, but I want to keep this episode just on ADHD because it's very easy to mash up a whole bunch of conditions which have very similar symptoms. Even the DNS book, the diagnostics book leads you from one to the other of these conditions when you have any of these symptoms so it definitely needs um definitely needs some updating just for your reference this dns book once had um homosexuality in there as a disorder in the 1960s so uh yeah it's very subjective <laughs> but uh yeah i took about all elements of adhd including how it's named wrong what the fuck no, it's named after what they have observed in children in school, young boys, not people that look and are like me. <gasps> so, yeah, there's a lot of emotion in there, as you can tell. <laughs> and uh, I really hope that you relate to the episode. And I really, really would appreciate your feedback on this one. Like, please tweet me, please DM me, please leave a comment. Um, there's so many platforms you can fucking message me on. You can even message me on OnlyFans. Even on my free page, I don't get a chance to reply to them all. There's one that comes through every minute, no joke. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I read them. I read most of them. So please tell me how you as a neurospicy or neurotypical feel about or have thoughts on this episode. I would fucking love it. You can find me online anywhere, pretty much under cats and crows 
K-A-T-S-A-N-D-C-R-O-W-S. And this podcast does now have a Patreon. If you'd like to get up in my grill and uh, get some insider info also. Or plus exclusive access to talking to me about this podcast. You can search for Croversation on Patreon. I'll pop a link in the description. Any support is hugely appreciated so much. Sharing this podcast on your social media. I love it when you tag me. I always share it. Um, and tell your friends. Tell your friends about independent podcasts. Should podcasting become like television, which is fully controlled by advertising, uh, then it will become like television. It will become sound bites and um, sponsorships controlling what you hear. Coca-Cola don't like it, you don't say it. And that doesn't go right here in Crovisation, so get Yeehaw! I don't know why. I don't know why that came out like that, but it did. And it's neurospicy as hell. I'm extra hot neurospicy today. <laughs> Talking about helping me out, friends, if you wouldn't mind leaving a little review or a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or anywhere that you get your podcasts, please. I really, really, really appreciate that. Obviously, I took a bit of a gap in the middle. And it helps other people find our independent podcast. Makes our big happy family even bigger and happier and squishier and cuddlier. Anyway, I will leave you to it now. (laughs) I'm really proud of this episode, so I hope it makes an impact on you. Beautiful humans, please enjoy episode 47 of Croversation. Hi, beautiful humans. Welcome back to my lair of monologues. I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. Please, if you have any feedback, I truly welcome it. I really, I really enjoy it. I honestly have the thickest skin in the whole world. So even if you're trying to be mean, I'll be like, actually, that's a fair point. So don't even try to be mean because it would be really helpful. Please be nice. (laughs) Uh, So for my monologue this week, I was struck midweek with the idea to speak in depth about living with an ADHD brain. And uh, as a perfect example of this, (laughs) we find ourselves here on a Monday night. I did say, I did say that I would release an episode every Sunday. Now, I also stream on MSC every Sunday. Therefore, (laughs) I don't know why I try and, okay, I try and group things together. It's a bit like your ADHD piles of stuff, but in in a metaphorical sense. I try and group things together, latch things onto other things so that I don't forget the thing. Yeah, I know some of you can relate right now. Um, so I tried to do that, but it always seems to end up coming out on Monday. So who am I to... Uh, push back against the tide of the cosmic intention, my friends. Mm. Who the fuck am I? Anyway, enough of that. Spiritual goodness. Nah, nah, more of that. Definitely more of that. I've lost my train of thought there as, as another perfect explanation or example of ADHD. Uh, (coughs) So, my life with ADHD, I actually, 
only recently, at the tender age of 29 years old, was diagnosed with ADHD. ADHD stands for, and very incorrectly stands for, attention deficit. What the fuck is it? Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. Fuck, my brain went totally blank then. That was mad. That was just ADHD as fuck. Um, we say that it's incorrectly named. I personally think it should be named Dopamine Deficit Attention. No, maybe not attention. Yeah. Attention disorder it's not that we can't pay attention we just can't pay attention to things that don't interest us it's chronic mm. <laughs> oh yes so yeah a late stage in my life diagnosis with ADHD I was offered a test for some sort of neurodivergency when I was in college around 16 years old, which I think is fairly standard in England, maybe. And I said no. I bizarrely remember the moment I said no as clear as day. And it's it's funny to me now, I can see it in my head, because the lovely lady at my college asked me, would you like to have a test for ADHD or anything like that? Because my younger sibling um, is on the spectrum, the neurospicy spectrum. So chances are, I am too. And I didn't make eye contact with her. Typical. I stared at my feet, who, which I were bashing together, because I was wearing new rock boots and they echoed. Also typical. Um, as I joyfully said to her, no, I think I'm fine. I think it's totally fine. Yeah, I'm pretty happy. All right, can I go now? Uh. <laughs> oh, young Becca. That is honestly one of the points in my life that I genuinely would go back and change and get tested at that moment because I, everything that I've punished myself for over my whole life, everything that I have thought that makes me not as well functioning of a human, all those things are symptoms of ADHD and other neurospiciness. I say neurospicy. I did not coin this term. I've seen it online. Um, but it's come out of the neurospicy community. And I fucking love it. Ah! Don't you feel spicy? So, quick fact. Because neurospicy people love an info drop. Mm-hmm. Info dump. Here we go. Uh, people like us, neurospicies, we either have a incredibly monotone voice that doesn't change which I do sometimes, or you have a voice like mine and it's excessively sing-songy <laughs> and that's why I'm coming to you through your ear holes. Was that freaky and horrible? I'm going to enjoy listening back to whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's my tale of not being diagnosed with ADHD and then being diagnosed with ADHD. I touched there on how being an undiagnosed neurodivergent can affect you in your life. I find a lot of people are misdiagnosed, or at least I'm starting to see that now. A lot of people are neurospicy and they've been given other, other labels is what my therapist calls them. That's not even that's not even coming from me. <laughs> so, yeah, a lot some labels which carry a high stigma 
and a lot of uh, pain and treatments that don't work well because they are not fitting. It's a square peg round hole situation up in here. Yeah, it's it's harmful. I would say I have trauma from it. Trauma is formed, obviously, respective to every single person. So some people might not have found it traumatic. Some people might have found it extremely traumatic. Um, and our personalities are certainly set around how people reacted to our behavior, which is, of course, influenced by having an ADHD brain. Were people in your life cool about it? Did people shame you for it? I bet you got bullied. I bet you're in that gang. Yep. Gang, gang. Big up. <laughs> oh, we've got some tales. We've got some tales. I'll tell you my one. Some girl in my school, which I went to an all-sis-girls school, or whatever you want to call it. A horrible place. <laughs> and this girl brought in a BB gun. The dramatic clang for effect there. A BB gun to my school for me and for my other friend. Damn, dude. Our society has got some messed up cycles. Our family was dysfunctional. It, it plops straight down. It really does. Everything comes from your family of origin, man. Yeah. So I obviously said uh, all girls school there which is my personal situation of growing up. Uh, I'm a femme non-binary person. Obviously, I didn't know that back then. I didn't have the language for it or the uh, society didn't either, really. I mean, it did. It did. But, you know, I'm talking 20 years ago here. Even more so. And um, typically, it is people who are femme or non-binary um, who are misdiagnosed and or not diagnosed until much later in their lives because obviously medical science is um, biased and mostly founded on research which was done on white, cisgendered, straight men. Um, so, yeah, here's a crazy statistic. 80% of the medicines that are taken off of the market today are taken off of the market because of the reason they have unacceptable side effects on, quote, women. Because they were never tested on women in the first instance. We just find out in society, you know, and that's it. It's very, very... um systemically racist and sexist yeah and all sorts of otherists so that's medical science and a lot of us are getting to the beautiful ages of 20 25 30 and finding ourselves with a new neurospicy diagnosis it's quite a it's quite a big thing to swallow for a lot of people I uh, I listened to the Blind Boy podcast. If you haven't heard it, it's great. Listen to it. Support independent podcasts. Fuck yes. Um, it's literally called the Blind Boy Boat Club. But he was diagnosed with autism not too long ago, a year or so, maybe two. And he was quite public about his journey of coming to accept and coming to learn about himself through the lens of being neurospicy. And I thought it was so empowering. And it was very real. It was very real. And I hope to bring that feeling to y'all fellow spicy neuro babies. <laughs> bring that feeling to you today by sharing with you my experience. And I hope in turn, you will share with me and others your experience. And then collectively, we can all work together towards something that is known as unmasking, which means we don't have to pretend and 
spend extra energy on trying to fit into a world that is absolutely point blank not designed for us. It is a square peg or we are the square peg in a very round hole. Hole. My favorite word again there. Hole. Uh. <laughs> right. So my experience with ADHD something that I have noticed about myself in my ADHD body. This also comes from other chronic illnesses from which I battle, um, but ADHD is a big one. Sometimes life is very overstimulating. Neurospice people find this. Overstimulation is when things that can be tolerable to a neurotypical person become like nails on a chalkboard, visually, sensationally, audibly, sometimes smells, sometimes sometimes even just a sensation, right? I occasionally get the feeling that I want to tear all my skin off or run so fast that I literally get away from myself because there's an unpleasant sensation throughout my body. That is something that I experience and therefore disassociate from my own body. I end up not being in my body, not being present, which can lead to some weird things happening to your mental health. A lot of people spend their whole lives disassociated. If you're neurospicy, I guarantee this has happened to you. Because life really is fucking intense am i right like yeah <laughs> sometimes i cross the road and i'm like get all the noise off of me something that really frustrates me about my own podcast here is my mouth noises uh, thankfully i have a, a wonderful partner who is helping me with some lovely sound design oh uh, very grateful but back to being present, a hugely important thing for focus, for mental health, and for excelling in tasks and things, and also for living an authentic life. If I'm truly searching inside myself for how I feel about something, presence helps me get there. There's no way I can concentrate on myself enough to that level without being present you know if I need to meditate on something I have to be present that's do all and end all so a big thing that's really helped me with my ADHD and it helped me long before my diagnosis or even before I really considered that I I knew I was neurospicy, but specifically had ADHD. I breathe deeply. It's a skill that I learned from meditation. I learned it because I was experiencing extreme anxiety and extreme dissociation and I couldn't function. And I learned deep belly breaths. You also learn this in yoga, where you put your hand on your belly to breathe. It feels so good to do. I really recommend trying it. Just expand your whole belly full of air and expel it with a slight rasp in your throat. Five or so deep breaths and you will regulate your autonomous nervous system and your sympathetic nervous system which are the systems that therefore regulate your emotional well-being and mental health something else called the vagus nerve deep breathing is great for the vagus nerve singing also great for the vagus nerve cold water exposure fucking great for the vagus nerve wim hof is the uh man to speak to or listen to on that subject but back to self-regulating the breathing was the first step 
very much so. Because once my body has entered a more symbiotic state, a much more easy to communicate with state, because your brain isn't your whole personality, right? I mean, it kind of is. But uh, <laughs> your brain simply creates thought. Your thoughts are not who you are. Your whole body has a say in who you are. And when you enter this relaxed, regulated state through deep breathing, you are able to hear every part of your body. Sometimes I don't realize I'm in so much pain from some of my chronic illnesses or discomfort from ADHD overstimulation. I don't notice that I'm in that state because I've disassociated and I just can't feel my body. And then I come back into my body and I'm like, whoa, whoa, there's fires everywhere. There's alarms going off. <laughs> Who left this room and didn't let anyone else in? Like, what? Who didn't te check in the next guy or whatever? Whatever. But uh, it's me. I, I didn't, um, yeah, I didn't tag in myself to check on myself. And that's on me, baby. That's on me. But now, I've been doing it quite regularly for the past five years, definitely. And I can honestly say, I feel like it has, at a deep cellular level and energy level, changed me in a positive manner. I, I've said a few times, to you guys that I was in a really bad way post-abusive uh, relationship and I went to therapy because I had no identity and so doing these exercises consistently along with therapy and other healing things that I partook in has allowed me to regenerate my entire being almost Every seven years, you regenerate every cell in your body, including your bones. To regenerate myself in a much healthier way on this physical reality plane and on other wavelengths too. I truly feel that. The more I spend time with myself, within myself, present in myself, the more I learn about myself and I become comfortable with myself and I trust myself just from being around myself so often, you know? You probably don't trust yourself because you've spent the last 20 years of your life disassociated. This is why you keep dating people that hurt you. You just don't trust yourself. You uh, sail straight past those red flags, just like I used to. <laughs> it's because you're not in your body, which is probably for a damn good reason. But once you're back there, it's like a, a whole new perspective. It's like suddenly you're in the driving seat. It's pretty, pretty powerful stuff. <sighs> so yes, deep breathing. <sighs> Fucking do it. Do it in your car. Do it on the toilet. Try and feel presence. Try and feel what it feels like underneath every inch of your skin in your body. Try and feel what your organs feel like. Can you feel them inside your belly? Can you feel them inside your chest? Can you feel your brain inside your head? Can you feel your tongue inside your mouth and then let it relax so that it flops out and let your face do the same? <sighs> oh, what a good feeling. And instantly, that is a much healthier state for an ADHD or neurospicy or any, any brain to be in. So that's fucking dope, right? And that's one of the things that I use to manage my ADHD. One of the main things to manage my neurospicy brain. I can even pull it off in the middle of a really busy room or a gig or something now. Not in the first instance, no. <laughs> Although I've always been good at zoning out, but uh, that's probably the disassociation, right? <laughs> it's hard to know the difference. Until you're on the other side. And then it's crystal clear and it smells really good over here. <laughs> uh, ADHD 
is absolutely a disability because the whole world makes it very difficult for ADHD people to function at the same, within the same status quo as neurotypical people, right? So we manage ourselves, we do our breathing, we uh, make sure we take care of ourselves or don't and just cover it up and feel shame about it. Oh, I have a great book recommendation. I haven't even read it yet, but it's from my favorite ADHD people on Instagram. It's they, Their Instagram is ADHD Love, I believe. And this book is called Dirty Laundry and it's about adults with ADHD and shame. Go, go forth, read, we shall discuss. But uh, yeah, here we are trying to get through in this world. And something that Big Pharma offers us for ADHD is medication, stimulant medication. Basically prescription speed. (laughs) Now, that comes with stigma, obviously. I've just said the name, amphetamine, which is in most places an illegal substance. Um, Yeah, ADHD medicine is abused by neuro typical people although the word abuse is very subjective who am I to say that they're not using it appropriately for their lives stigma is a a strong thing legality is definitely not a guide to morality goodness me so this medicine being a stimulant does have a high potency of uh, becoming physically addictive your body certainly goes through withdrawal if you're unable to get it. I believe in North America recently they had a Ritalin shortage because over the pandemic, while people were at home, lots of people got diagnosed with ADHD and they run out of Ritalin. So everybody had to just go cold turkey real fast. And um, if you've ever been on any sort of psychiatric medication, that is woo. It was like whiplash, but like emotional whiplash. Yeah, but also like mental whiplash. Like if your brain had a feeling, you know, one of those days. It's just one of those days. No, not one of those. <laughs> but you know what I mean, right? So, pro and con on medication. Pro can help you to function more effectively in a neurotypical world. Con comes with everything you expect from taking regular amphetamine. Although I will have it said here, as, as someone who has experienced the difference between um, stimulant medication and non-stimulant medication, it really does make a difference. And I don't, I can't speak for neurotypical people, but the clarity it provides and the sensation of focus is really difficult to find via other means as someone with this brain who produces these chemicals or this brain that functions in this way. We simply have, oh yes, I've just remembered what (laughs) I think ADHD should be renamed. Here we go. So our brains, ADHD incorrectly named, we are dopamine deficient executive dysfunction. For those of you that don't know, executive dysfunction is the part of the brain or the process in the brain between thinking about something and physically moving your body to make it happen. That is the part of the brain specifically. For example, like dyspraxic people, people who have dyspraxia, have a a sort of connection problem between movement of their body and and some other things too, other sensations, etc. And um, the signals in their brain. So... ADHD people, we have a dopamine deficiency and an executive dysfunction disorder. Pam, take that. So medicine to treat are incorrectly and poorly named conditions. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I personally chose not to take it. I was diagnosed privately, so chances are I might have to pay for it. If I did get my doctor to verify the diagnosis with the test, some will, some won't be able to send you because NHS budgets are being absolutely um, plundered by the Tory party. Forget nothing less. Um, so that's one of the reasons. The other reason being I have a history of addiction. So I... Whilst I'm very, very good and self-aware at listening to my brain and also watching my behavior, and I would confidently be able to identify if I was beginning to lean too heavily on ADHD medicine, I know that that's a thing and I know that that's possible and I would have to spend extra money, no, not extra money, extra energy every day on checking myself and being like, are you okay with this, Becca? Right? And it's an extra thing. And something that ADHD people really benefit from is the removal of steps between the thing that we want to do and the thing that we are going to do. For example, if the lid is off your water, you're much more likely to take a sip of it right now. <laughs> so that's the thing that's my personal take on medicine for ADHD I might change that in the future changing our minds is one of the most glorious things about being human isn't it <laughs> so I believe there is stigma against people who do take medication for any sort of condition. I would like to just say it here, just so it's said, everyone knows, but we always need reminding, don't stigmatize people who take mental health medication. There is no weakness involved. There is only strength. It's actually much more original nowadays to take absolute accountability and responsibility for your own mental health and to get it into a place where you are in fact healthy. Any human being who is not healthy will in turn involuntarily cause their friends to expend labor on helping them. And that's because their friends are nice people. And they wouldn't ask for that, but that's just the way it is. The best thing you can do for every single person in your life is to be the healthiest you can be. And the healthier you are, the more you can help them. And healthy boundaries, and you can model that to them too. Damn, that is the shit, y'all. Please. <laughs> so, with that, anyone on medicine, respect. Big respect to you. You are taking accountability. You are doing the best you can with the tools that you have. 
and I'm really proud of you. And if you've decided not to take medicine, that's also the same. But you thought about it. You didn't run away from it. Everybody's got problems, right? We just got to deal with ours. Obviously within the capacity of privilege and oppression. If you are in a position that you can seek treatment, then please do. That's, that's on you. And if you can't, then absolutely not your fault. You are being underprivileged and deliberately things taken away from you on purpose because of society. And we need to work towards a society where everyone has the same opportunities by giving everyone the different things that they need. It's never going to be a one thing answers everyone. One thing fixes all. Okay. Some people are going to need more help than others. And that's totally fine. And that doesn't mean others deserve more. If they are already able to get to the thing that society demands of us more easily, then they get less help. That's how it works. That's how it should work. Equality means raising everyone up to the same level. Okay. So, with that being said, look after your brains, friend. Be kind to your mind. It feels great. <laughs> so, something I touched on briefly earlier, a word which is coming much more into our vocab and discussions around neurospiciness is uh, unmasking. Unmasking is when people who are neurospicy do things which neurotypical people don't do, things that we probably wouldn't do in front of neurotypical people typically. That was a mouthful. Oh. <laughs> So, for example, life has scripts, right? We as neurospicy people never got these scripts. Like, how are you supposed to phone up someone and say you want your carpets changed? I don't have that script. <laughs> Neurotypical people seem to have that. I don't. So, when we unmask, it's basically allowing our brains to function in a way that they just want to without any of the corsets of neurotypical society squishing them into a shape, right? And it feels good. Oh, it feels good. Yes, being my truly weird self with my extra weird friends. Honestly, we break into song, we make strange noises, we mimic noises, Audelalia, good one. Um, that's the term for it, by the way. Audolalia is when you copy noises that you hear, like beep. There we are. Um, so, yeah, stopping doing that would be considered masking in a neurotypical setting because people are like, what the fuck are you doing? Whereas I've just done it my whole life. My whole family's done it. That's very typical to me. I, I even taught my mum that she's definitely neurospicy. I was like, mum, you copy the noise the microwave makes. And she's like, oh, yeah. And then I list a hundred other things. And you know what? That's really validating. It makes me feel really seen. It makes people feel seen. And the only way stigma and shame and these things can exist is by our brains convincing us of things that aren't true. So the more we speak about things, the less misinformation and mystery can surround them. Get it out. Get your weird neurospiciness. Splatter it. Smear it all over everything. Yeah, consensually. Consent is sexy, okay? <laughs> so that's what unmasking is. And that's something I'm working on at this moment in time. That was very neurodivision. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> um, and it's going pretty well 
I've started uh, just allowing people, like I did in school, to know me as Becca the weird friend. And I love it. I actually love the joy it brings to people. If people are genuinely malicious to you for your neurospiciness, get the fuck out, man. They're just nasty people. Like, you wouldn't mock somebody because they fell over, would you? I mean, you would if they were your mate. If they were your mate, it'd be really fucking funny. What's one of my favorite genre of YouTube videos to watch when I'm sad? Don't tell anyone that. I'm a nice person, really. I promise. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Be your weird self. Embrace it. But um, the confidence and the self-esteem to be able to do that obviously comes with your own journey, your own spiritual journey, your own mental health journey, your own personality and growth. That's exceptional and wonderful and totally unique and totally great. And as you build that self-esteem and that confidence and that identity, you will find yourself living a much more authentic life. And it feels, it feels like a dream. In a world that is absolutely ruled by social media and misinformation and dramatization of everything and everything being at nine and ten all the time, be authentic and genuine and grounded within you. Very tricky for somebody who is a thousand volts of energy going through them at all times. Yeah, I'm on a bit of a mad one today. <laughs> it's good though I mean my ADHD brain I wouldn't be the same person without it therefore I love it I love it in all of its flaws I love the flaws <laughs> I don't love having to apologize to people for being late but I do say to myself oh Becca you're so funny you honestly tried your best to be there on time, but still you're 15 minutes late. Like, who knew that brushing your hair took 10 minutes? <laughs> Lord. But, you know, yeah, it does provide some exceptional perspective and bizarre ideas sometimes. Honestly, very bizarre. Very strange. <laughs> but, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Obviously, it's not. That goes without saying. But um, it's, it's difficult to be an advocate for the positive side of something when there truly is a very clear-cut negative side to being a neurospicy person in this world. You will be discriminated against for jobs, it within your social circles, you'll be discriminated against for existing within um, sort of societal structures, for example, being late for appointments and things like that, and not being able to fully grasp telephone calls because communication is difficult for you, memory um, and working memory, things like that can be difficult and overwhelming, overstimulating, public transport. These are just things off the top of my head, you know? These are just things, sometimes even reading. A lot of people find they have dyslexia too, dys dysnumia, dyscalcula. Is that the right word? I certainly have that one. I didn't even know there was a name for it until I was reading out a phone number one day and I read the numbers in the wrong order because that's how I saw them. 100% bizarrest thing, bizarrest phenomenon. Those numbers were the other way around. It just happened. But uh, yeah. That is something that disables me within this society. If I do my tax return wrong, that's on me. But it's because the numbers, the numbers, oh. The numbers are not my friends. They're not my friend. He doesn't want to be my friend. <sighs> Fortunately, within the UK at least, ADHD, if it does sufficiently and significantly impact your life on a day-to-day -day basis, then you can claim for extra help from disability. The UK government 
as a Tory government, is notoriously anti-welfare, anti-benefits. There's been a whole culture in the last 20 years in the UK of villainizing people who accept the help of the government. But as I explained later, no, earlier on, <laughs> as I explained earlier on, for all of us to be able to function within the goal set of our society today, some of us will need more help and some of us will need less help. Some of us will need help in different areas. Some of us will need less help completely. And uh, that's what we should be aiming for, right? That's what we should be aiming for. So the help that's available, I am currently going through this process. It's quite difficult. Here, let me tell you. To be able to apply for a personal independence payment within the UK, as someone with ADHD, I have to make a phone call. There is no way to initiate this process online. There is only writing a letter or phoning a normal phone line. Immediately, half of the neurospicy people I know are written out because they can't do phone calls, right? How are you supposed to ask for help over the phone? Really hard thing to do anyway, along with another really hard thing to do anyway. Oh, great. Thanks, government. So you have to phone them up, and then if they think you are eligible, then they will send you a form that you then have to fill in and take and post. Now, that can be difficult for some neurospicy people. I certainly know that... Uh, my younger sibling was taught things like this, skills, but specific skills to be able to function within society because our brains just don't pick up on those cues and those scripts and those, um, I see them as like a flowchart type process for functioning in our world. And without those, everything becomes very overwhelming. It's like trying to play golf and you have honestly no idea what golf is and you've never even seen a ball before. <laughs> I don't know. So that's it. That's how you gain assistance for being an ADHD brain in the UK. Anywhere else in the world I can't speak on, I'm sorry. Uh, I assume it's very hostile in America. I would be really interested to hear from any of you who've experienced that stateside. I've spoken to people who have been put on Ritalin from a young age, like five years old even. Um, or Adderall, that's the other one. Um, some people it's been good for. And uh, apparently some, some medical financial aid is available if children require medication for ADHD. But um, I'm pretty sure as soon as you're 18, you are out on your ass. It's kind of fucked. It's super fucked, let's be real. You shouldn't have to just pay to stay alive. What? That's crazy. Mad. So, uh, yeah, that huge disheartening process of asking for help from your government for your disability can have a big impact on people. So uh, do be open-minded to the extra labor that has to be performed for people to function within a society that demands the same of them as it does of you. But, but whereas if you're neurotypical, you don't have to go through any of the things I've just mentioned. This is just 45 minutes now of me speaking about extra things that neurospicy people have to do to function in a world. You see? This is just me talking about it for 45 minutes. I've got a one-page plan here. This is just chock full of information in my brain because there is so much lived experience of things we have to do to function within this world. Yeah, let that sink in a little bit. So I have been dedicating definitely the last two years, maybe even the last three, to finding and learning all of these scripts and all of these processes, all of the ones that I never learned because the world wasn't set up to teach me and my brain didn't pick it up in the same way as neurotypical people. 
I'm getting DIY done to my house. That's a whole thing, friends. I am negotiating business things that I wouldn't have been confident in doing before. I've read or listened to so many great audiobooks. Read audiobooks. Well, that was that was not too warm, right? Listen to audiobooks or read books. I know it's so hard to concentrate, which is why audiobooks are fucking great. They are my number one ADHD weapon of knowledge. Knowledge is power, my friends. Power. Yes. So do that. Uh, I can, if you tweet me, if you want to tweet me at Cats and Crows, then uh, I will happily give you a list. Um, but they're fucking good. They are just slightly more in depth, slightly more because you've Googled ADHD several times. You've read all the slideshows on uh, Instagram. You've seen all the threads on Twitter. You know how ADHD you are. <laughs> we know how crazy we are. But um, books, books. Books are great. Excuse that horrible song in the background. The sound of the dishwasher's people. That was. <laughs> that would really annoy some neurospicy people, right? There we go. I'm so sorry. This is an absolute auditory nightmare for some of you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Learning to um, fit cleaning into my schedule that's been a big one for me having a dishwasher helps so much it's a sensory issue the the dirty smelly dishes are away in a cabinet even if it's not set off i don't have to touch them as much i don't have to sub my hair to my hands in water there is much fewer steps to get them in there i'm much more likely to have less dirty whatever it's called washing up <laughs> And it's changed my life. Honestly, some of the things that we don't even think about, literally don't think about because out of sight, out of mind is a real thing. <laughs> That's a, just, a, just a straight up symptom of an ADHD brain, by the way. Out of sight, out of mind. You might find you don't miss people. It doesn't mean you're a heartless person. It's just the way your brain's made. All right. So yeah, dishwasher. Changed my fucking life. Also... Sticking on a load of laundry every time I wake up. I said earlier about shackling tasks to one another to help remember them. And that, my friends, laundry, as soon as I wake up, pow, life-changing. Never run out of fucking underwear. Never run out of socks. Ah! I'm such an adult. <laughs> so that's just a couple of things that have made a huge impact on my life now. I still have to pay the ADHD tax, of course. And by that, I mean the world giving me penalties for messing up. Uh, I got a fine the other day because I um, left my car insurance and it ran out and I didn't renew it. What a twat. What a dickhead I am. Fuck's sake. But that's ADHD straight up there. Oh, I genuinely did not mean to do that. Why would anyone do that? That's insane. Fuck. So that's the tax. And I'm sure you can think of a hundred other examples. You see? Even just uh, being unable to do my tax return. Fuck. I always get a late fee on that thing. <laughs> and it's not always financial. Sometimes it can come in the form of not being allowed access to spaces or services or resources, right? You may experience this in school as, a, as being shunned by your peers because you're too much. That's something that I was told frequently in my school. But uh, hey, I'm too much on stage now. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> so there. I do love it. I love my neuro spicy brain. I, I didn't know that I would. I had absolutely no idea at the beginning of this journey 
how much I would grow to know myself and to love myself and to trust myself purely from the previous two growing, you know? It's, it's, I, it's something I want for everyone. I wish I could shove it down this microphone straight into your brain and then you would have that little warm glowing ball of self-trust within your chest like I do and it takes the pressure off too knowing that these behaviors that you have been cursing yourself out for for example knocking your water over onto your laptop I haven't actually done that one or dropping your phone on the floor a hundred times it's not because you're a shit person it's because that's the way you're made and you wouldn't ever discriminate against someone else for the way they were made. So don't do it to yourself. Neurospicy people tend to have a very hypercritical inner voice. It's probably a combo of our, um, of our brains being different. There's a lot of chatter in there. And also being punished by people who didn't understand that that's the way our brains worked. Oh, uh, let's be real, the world is designed for one type of human and one type of human only. No diversity. <laughs> so, we have to take up space. We have to take up our own space. Enjoy your time with other neurospicy people. I used to run an event, actually, in London, and I'm considering bringing it back as a neurospicy like coffee date on a Sunday it was called you can sit with us play on you can't sit with us bit of a mouthful probably changed the name but in central London free tea and coffee speakers subjects random things to discuss and to mobilize and to advocate for but all together with like-minded people and it it's the most validating thing ever. Just to be able to say to someone, oh, sorry, that was just m me being autistic as fuck. <laughs> autistic superpowers I have. Yes, yes, yes. So that's the most important thing is to know that 50%, if not more, of the population of the world has a brain wired like yours. And if you're not neurospicy, then the other 50% of the world has a brain wired like yours. And both of those things are dope. There's probably an evolutionary reason for that. Let's be real. Nature generally only splits things in two when there's a need for two parts, just one thing. <laughs> so society works really fucking well with all of us mixed together in a really sexy soup. Mm. Hmm. Don't you find soup really sexy? Especially when it's thrown in Posey Parker's face. <laughs> Fuck that transphobic bitch. Anyway, I got off topic. ADHD, once again. Yes, all of your little tangents that you go on in a conversation. That's your neurospicy brain. <laughs> and we love it. I love it. I want to share more neurospicy human beings with you, friends. I'm going to start having guests on Crovestation again. Yay! You don't have to listen exclusively to my voice. <laughs> I also am planning to do a Q&A episode. That's literally been years in the making, and I'm sure amidst my ramblings that... I've raised more questions for you than I have answered. And I intend to live my life that way as a cryptic enigma. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, one of those. And something else I had the idea for, I've done it once before, is a live podcast episode. But with a guest. I know of places in London, once again, where this could be done in a suitable studio setting, also in a pub setting, and make it fucking awesome. Would you come? Do you like watching 
podcast be recorded early in the night is is good right yes where in the world are you where would you want this to happen i can literally do it anywhere that's the fucking glorious delicious side of this audio dream um is that i can just go everywhere that's good isn't it (laughs) so what i need from you beautiful humans is suggestions of humans of all genders and all flavors to be a guest on this very podcast and even some of them to be on a live episode perhaps come the summer festival season i'll be able to get a bunch of your favorite artists to have a little chat with me a little neuro spicy info dump <laughs> whilst in a field hopefully with booming music in the background that sounds fun yes it does so suggestions please do send me any ideas you have do send me questions for my q a although be prepared to send them again i'll ask about three times <laughs> neuro spicy and uh yeah would you come to a live podcast tell me these things tell me what you want to hear because you're going to be hearing a hell of a lot more from me so it might as well be something that you give a fuck about (laughs) all right beautiful humans just a reminder that patreon now exists for this podcast it's only a five or a month price of a coffee or a nice snazzy i don't know pair of sunglasses i keep saying that because i have so many pairs <laughs> and on there you get direct access to chat with me so that's always a really good place if you're really into this podcast and you really want to get into the nitty-gritty of helping me make it into the best fucking thing in the whole world that's where you gotta be yay come join my patreon party thanks so much you gorgeous human beings coming to you now every monday night this was conversation (gasps) bye even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.